Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, it's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. What, what's this thing about Fonzie? Just there's a report. Yeah, there's a report that he's uh, it's he agreed terms with Real Madrid to join there this summer. Yeah. I don't know how legitimate the, the sources are, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Would it surprise you? Anyone here? We know that Real's interested. He hasn't signed yeah. a deal with Bayern, and if Bayern are going to sell, they've got to sell this summer, right? Otherwise, they're losing for free. You imagine how good Real Madrid's going to be with all these guys and how young they are. Uh, Vincent, Vincent Jr., if never Bobby goes there, Alfonso Davies goes there, you're Bellingham. <laughs> it's stupid. That's ridiculous. Shumani. One thing, if I was a right back, knowing I was playing against uh, Real Madrid, I'd probably pull my hamstring on a Friday. <laughs> when you got Mbappe and, and Davies coming at you. <laughs> you know what, though? Okay, let me ask you this then, Jimmy. So before the, the, the original Galactico era, you know, when they got the biggest names in the world, the Figos, the Dans, Beckhams, um, they were obviously very good, but it didn't really reach the heights that was expected. It didn't really gel. Yeah. Is this different? I think so because I, with this group, you've got young, young footballers with longevity for them to be together a long time, right? Yeah, you're talking a number of years that this this team can grow, and I think they're they're building they're building the right team with this group that they're going after and all these youngsters. They they want a winning winning team for a long time. That's what they're going for. It's no surprise that uh, Ancelotti said. Thanks, Brazil, but no thanks. I'm going to stay here a little bit longer. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, yeah, yeah. I'll stay. Yeah, yeah. I like the project. I like the long-term plans. Yeah. 
it's something. It really is. I mean, it'd be fun to watch for sure. As much as unfair as it, it might seem, it's going to be fun as hell to watch. The pace on that team is just going to be beyond anything else I think we've probably ever seen before. It's crazy. They, they should win everything. They should win everything. But hey, we've heard that before, right? It's not that easy, is it? To build superstar laden teams. Just put the best players, right? On the team. That's how you build a good team, right? Easy. It isn't always that easy. Well, they seem to have a past record of doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chelsea are trying it with the limited success. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they got to a cup final, Craig. Yeah. Spent a billion dollars to get beat by a youth team. Did you see the uh, the, the Gary Neville quote? Billionaire bottle jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah. What was the actual word he used? He used, uh, where is it? I've got it here written down somewhere. Well, it was there. Now I've lost it, of course. Anyway. Yeah. It was, it was something. By the way, is this fully prime the podcast in case uh, you've just stumbled upon it? On your your Apple or Spotify or wherever you you find your podcasts, uh, Craig Forrest is here, Jimmy Brennan, Jeff Cole, Dan Wong. I'm James Shaman. No dubs today. Dubs is uh, too busy for us apparently. Actually, we, we fired her. <laughs> <laughs> we had the after, summit. We had uh, the summit. We all came to a decision that she's fired yeah. after her terrible her. behavior at the summit. <laughs> yeah. No, Dubs is on a UEFA course. <laughs> oh no, you wait for course uh, this Monday, as she is once a month for the, the coming few months. But uh, um, by the summit, by the way, the summit, I think people have seen the videos. It's on our website, We Are Footy Prime. We've got some videos up there in our social feeds. Um, I think it was a success. We accomplished some things, as well as raging hangovers the next day. Do you two concur? Two. <laughs> two for two. um you still sorry i think absolutely a success um i think just having our face-to-face agreements makes a huge difference than any of this virtual stuff so i really appreciated all of us being in the same room together which was great the other thing i need to know is what does bottle jobber mean (laughs) i don't know what is that yeah it may not be the exact quote but bottle job means you choke choke oh oh so they spent a billion pounds or whatever it is, and they're still choking. That's what Gary Neville called mm-hmm. them. And Craig, is it fair? Because listen, this is a young Chelsea team who got to a cup final sooner than we thought they would. We know how, how crazy their season's been, but they lost to a Liverpool team that finished with six academy boys on the pitch and seven played in that game overall. They were the kids of Liverpool. And by the end of the match, Chelsea had nothing left, nothing to offer as Liverpool lifted their first trophy, uh, maybe not the last of the season. Brilliant. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I can see why Klopp was so emotional, actually, about it and saying it was one of the... Well, didn't he say it was like most most um, impressive trophy that he's ever won because of the kids and that kids don't win anything? <laughs> they forgot to tell him about that. Amazing. And that's going to make get a lot of play, obviously. And you know, Chelsea with all the money they spend, it's always going to come back to bite them a little bit. But forget about that. I thought Liverpool was absolutely brilliant. Can you tell a lot now from that Liverpool team that the the future's bright? Because often we see these kids, you know, various teams um, 
I won't call them flash in the pans, but they come out, they play some big games. Do you never really hear of them again? Have you seen mm-hmm. enough of that, that performance to think that some of these kids actually are legitimate and are going to work their way into that first team? Yeah, you never know. You know, you, you really don't. Uh, some of these kids are showing up at school this morning <laughs> at their schools with their backpacks on. And, uh, you know, yeah, there's no guarantees. We, we've seen some bright, bright players at that age before break in and not necessarily make the grade. But uh, they'll be professional footballers somewhere. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I think when you when you look at this Liverpool squad right now, and yeah, sure they they do have an, an awful lot of injuries, but it goes to show you that the depth that they have in this in this team and that next generation that's coming through, um, and they are building something very very special there at Liverpool. To to have what they what they have right now, and it's it's amazing to see just the the older, experienced players that they have. These younger guys that are going coming through right now, they seem to have nurtured them the right way, developing them the right way, and it's just it just feels like Liverpool is an, uh, from top to bottom a, a true footballing club with a great environment at the moment. Yeah, why the hell would Klopp leave? Jeez, he's 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 handing the keys over to someone, be it Xabi Alonso or whoever, who have not only a, a really very good starting eleven right now, but also very bright future as well. With some hungry young kids, you know, chomping at the bit, uh, champing at the bit, I should say. Sorry, so that bugs me. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Chomping, champing is champing at the bit. People get it wrong when when they say <laughs> chomping at the bit. Um, um, it's a bit like Uncharted and Uncharted. Right, uncharted yeah. territory is uncharted, not uncharted. Anyway, that's not really relevant to this conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you look at some of these names. <laughs> some of these names, Connor Bradley. Right, once again, I mean, he's established himself there, and it's going to give them a lot of flexibility with Trent. Um, coming off the bench, players like Bobby Clark and uh, James McConnell and Jaden Dans and Gerald Kwanzaa. I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. By the end of the match, Craig, I mean, this is a Chelsea team. Like we said, young, young team. They're very expensive, but they're young. But by the end, they were kind of the, the broken down veterans who just couldn't mm. keep up with the kids, right? It's that new yeah. generation. We've got 18-year-olds. You've got 21-year-olds. You know, you're the old over-the-hill veterans. <laughs> you know, Jamie Redknapp made a good comment. I thought it was very interesting about Chelsea and some of their long-term contracts, you know, six, seven-year contracts for people and how that doesn't, really add up because it's too comfortable for them. Some of their best performers are guys that with contracts coming up in the next year or two, but the ones with six, seven years, that's a, he's got a point that they could be too comfortable. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Is, is that a case, Jimmy? Have you seen that in, in the room? Players are complacent because of the security they've been given. Uh, well, I, I've never seen anybody get a seven, eight year contract. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Never. never. <laughs> and you won't well, now because it's been banned. No, but I, I think they've they've stole that that deal, that idea from the the North American contract, those hockey deals, that those long term deals that were heavy. What was it? Heavy at the end and lighter at the beginning, or vice versa, whatever it was, just to get make sure that they got their money, but spread out. And yeah, you're right, Greg. I, and I agree with Redknapp. I think it it can lead to complacency people just being too comfortable yeah 
you know, not worrying too much about their performance because because they've got this security for the next seven, eight years that they're going nowhere. And if they are going somewhere, you're paying me up. <laughs> Wasn't it called cap circumvention in hockey? And they signed guys to like, I think Kovalchuk signed like a 14-year deal. And I think whoever it was who had him are still paying that deal. And he retired like six years ago. That's Sharms, right. that's, Sharms, that's cap circumcision. Oh, that's what they did with with me when I was a child. Ooh, that's <laughs> uncharted lopped territory. Off. They lopped off that little skin part. It's, it's uh, oh, that's what it really religious. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> also wanted to jump in. It. One of our uh, one of our listeners, one of my buddies, Richard Pansano out of Ottawa. He uh, he goes. I was listening to the Klopp Tuchel pod, our pod, obviously, and he said, "I believe the reason Klopp is leaving Liverpool is he's is they're trying to do a Netflix style all access. He wants no part of it." FSG doing it with the Red Sox too. And then I looked at like did some research and they are they're in negotiations with Fenway Sports Group to do this. Can you imagine if that actually because they're trying to do it with the Red Sox too, right? Can you imagine if that would be look, I don't want to this is not something I want and they don't care because it's all about the monetization mm. and the brand lift that they get from this. That'd be real. Like that's a great little twerky theory. Could be a full conspiracy theory, but it's still a good one. Yeah, I don't think that that's the case. I think. Come Klopp on, would- lean into it, Craig. Well, <laughs> well, we've already got him uh, managing Canada in 2026. So. <laughs> well, you have, Craig. That was your rumor. <laughs> no, I mean, listen. Pep did it, and Mourinho did it, and there's always a team. Most years, there's one. I don't think there was last season but i mean i can see why a manager wouldn't want it the last time liverpool did it was i think brendan rogers did it and it was it was interesting wasn't the greatest but don't wouldn't that be a great one though next next year though new manager that this 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 wave of young talent coming through you still got some of the veterans there you know that that mix it might be a really interesting documentary and i see why fsg have got to find ways to be creative to make money and get their brand out there they can't compete with city they can't compete with Chelsea in that front. United, right? They do it a different way. So I, I see why they would want to do it. I think Klopp would thrive in the one of those types of scenarios. Unless yeah. he's just sick of it all. It just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did say he was tired. He's just needs some time off. You got to think as well, even when he was at Dortmund and he was winning championships there and it was go, 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 go. You end up going to Liverpool, the pressure and what he's done with that with that club, I mean, that is just head down and working your ass off to get the success that he's had at Liverpool. You know, and he probably does mentally. He's just probably drained and fatigued. and He just needs a, a little break and a step away from the game. And there's no doubt, I don't think it'd be too long before he gets lured back in because you, you can only step away from the game for so long, especially individuals like that. But this is the summer to be a free agent, right? Or to be looking for a new job. This is the summer. You got Bayern Munich looking for a manager. You got Barcelona looking for a manager. Maybe Manchester United. Maybe there's some big clubs looking for managers. This, this, even Leverkusen, right? If Xabi Alonso moves to where it's going to be, that's a really very good team. Could be German champions looking for a new manager. You know, if if I'm if I'm Liverpool, right? I would be trying to look at it in a different different light because we've seen many times where uh, a manager has built a culture within an organization and created uh, a championship, uh, you know, 
environment for these players. And then when they do leave, the next manager that comes in doesn't continue that winning way. And they end up failing. And it's always hard to step in the, the boots of somebody like that, whether it be a Ferguson or now it's going to be a Klopp or these, these or a Pep when he leaves. It's like it's hard because a manager that comes in, they want to put their own stamp on it, but they don't really understand what the culture is that they've that those individuals have built. And sometimes they try to change things, put their own stamp on things, and it just doesn't work at all. And if I'm Liverpool, I'm in absolute panic mode right now, thinking we've we're where we want to be as a club. We've got kids coming through. We've got older guys. We're winning things. There's a great buzz around the city. I would be thinking, okay, let's do what we can to keep Klopp, but in a different capacity. Klopp, you're, you're going to be a consultant of this club, and I don't give a fuck. We'll see him once every three months. Or we, you just phone in from wherever you are in the world, knowing that we still got you hooked in with us. So that if you do want to come back in a year, then you're more than welcome. The doors open. Like I'm doing, that. doing something, trying to keep him around or involved with that club at a certain capacity. So that he's going to be on a beach. Yeah. Well, fuck. Call. <laughs> call us. Oh, okay. I get that. But if you're the new manager coming in as a club, don't you want to give him the keys and say, listen, the club is now yours. Forget about the, the skeletons in the closet there. Or, or the huge presence just sitting there looming over the club. How hard would it be for Xabi Alonso, as an example, to take over Liverpool, knowing that Jurgen Klopp's sitting in the boardroom there, looking down and judging him? Well, you know, I think David Moyes had that difficulty at United with, with Ferguson, who's still very visible at the club. Yeah. And his approach was different too, though, right? He tried to change things a little bit, David Moyes. And I mean, obviously, with Alonso, I think if he comes in, if I'm him, I'm, I'm talking with Klopp almost every day. Hmm. What did you do? You know, how did you get them where they are today? I don't want to change the culture too much. I want to continue the success, the, the success that you've had and what you're building here. And maybe I can just touch things up a, a little bit to try to improve certain areas, but I don't want to come in here and change everything. If you're Alonso, Craig, are you already, though, doing your homework? Whether it's Liverpool, whether it's Bayern Munich, wherever it's going to end up, you're, you're paying very close attention to the jobs available and those teams. So when you do accept that job or you present your plan to the board, when you're going for that interview, you're actually mm -hmm. doing just that. You're not just saying, yeah, I, I'd like this job. You're saying, this is what I'm going to do with this group of players. Yeah. No, no. He'd be silly not to. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Learn the inside and outs of uh, whatever club he potentially could go to. He's a smart man. He's doing really, really well. He'd be a good replacement, but Jimmy's right. It's uh, those are, big boots to fill for anybody who's going to take that, especially if it goes out on a high. Yeah. I wouldn't be going to Bayern. I'd tell you that for free. They're trigger happy. Those boys. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> they are. And they need a new left back. <laughs> it was pretty important the last few years. Yeah. It's going to be a fascinating summer. I think uh, back to the game though. I mean, it was Craig, there's this nil-nils, right? Which, you know, it's better to watch paint dry. And then there's those kind of games. As a goalkeeper, watching Callagher in particular um, mm. and what he did, it was just one of those games that the commentators kept saying, it's just not destined to see a goal in this match. And in the end, there was one at the end, but it was incredible, incredible 90-plus minutes, wasn't it? Oh, it really was. I think somebody said that, you know, it was one of the best nil-nils they've seen, certainly 
we've seen some good ones in the past, but that was that was amazing. I'm not sure how they didn't score. And the goalkeeper played brilliantly well and player of the match. It's a weekend of goalkeepers. That's Sean Johnson for Toronto FC also. Man oh, of the match. Wow. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. I want to just close out this game. Poch, Tino, he he said that his team really tired in that match. And he was actually hoping for penalties in that second half of extra time. And that was what they were kind of playing for. Is that just purely a fitness thing? Is it a mental thing? Because, I don't know, Liverpool looked, I mean, obviously young legs, right? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was, but it's not like Chelsea are old. Well, you know, is that down to fitness or is it more of a, a mental fatigue, do you think, that, that cost them in the end? Well, physically and mentally, it's yeah. a final. It would have taken a lot out of them. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of running. The schedule's coming at them thick and fast as well. Yeah, you got to think as well. Those young players, it's it's all adrenaline for them. They would have ran for days. Well, I mean that video today. You mentioned it, Craig, but uh, I think it was, was it was it who was it was it McConnell? I forget who it was now. Being welcomed at his secondary school this morning with <laughs> a with a it was amazing. The whole school lined up applauding him and stuff, and he's walking through there with his backpack on. It's just this is a kid at high school. He's just won the league cup with Liverpool. I mean, oh, yeah. my God, pretty popular kid, I would think, today. <laughs> Do you think? The, the, <laughs> there's some Everton fans there, though. You know there are, right? <laughs> He's going to get laid no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, Craig. We knew that was coming. That's all he's thinking about. He's like, well, he's got a trophy, but he's like, hmm. Doors opening up here. Yeah, I remember Rio Ferdinand saying, "Rio Ferdinand saying, I couldn't pull a muscle in high school, and, and then all of a sudden he becomes a pro athlete. He's like fucking on the front cover of GQ." This is we're missing. We're missing dubs right now, Ewanga, eh, because we had a little conversation about this in the dark web earlier this morning, and uh, comments were made, and I don't think dubs took them well. But it's a reality of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> dubs has a reputation for. Uh... For being a little bit puerile there. Yes. <laughs> puerile. <laughs> you know she's going to listen to this, right? <laughs> she does. She does listen. As we, said at the, as we said at the summit, we should listen to our podcast. Made that very clear. Have you guys listened to podcasts since uh, the summit? Have you gone back on? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go do it. <laughs> Did you watch game so, tape? As, as, as 10 players? of 500 was awesome. Yeah. Did you watch game tape when you were playing of your your own performances? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you? Interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. we had someone sit down and walk us through it and break it break it down for us. Do you, nothing, do, do you want me to sit down with you, Jimmy, and listen to a podcast? <laughs> Point out where you're good and where you weren't good. Let's cut the nothing video worse. Break it down. <laughs> nothing worse than when you had to go watch tape and you had a nightmare. Oh, God. Yeah. And you know you know it's coming. It's on the video, and you, you know the game's going on, and you know like oh fuck, here it comes. Yeah, and do you remember? Hey, I'll never forget it. And then they do the pause, pause, yeah. just just where you're about the fuck up, <laughs> and then there's silence, and everybody's looking at the screen, and then the manager just takes a minute because he knows he knows he's coming right at you, and you're just sitting there going, oh for fuck's sake. And then they turn, they look at you, you make eye contact. And it's, what the fuck was that? And what were you thinking? <laughs> well, I don't know. Game happened so fast. 
things were happening so fast. <laughs> were those sessions like, you know, when you're at school and you're younger and, and someone starts the giggles and you just cannot control yourself, right? And you're just yeah. looking at your feet and you're just like squeezing your fists. You don't want to be caught. You can't control the laughter when someone's getting in shit. Was that the same situation in, in those rooms? Oh, some sometimes, yeah. Especially if it was like a little bit of a blooper and they put that video up. Oh yeah, the the other lads are taking full advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> Until it's their turn. Especially if it was an own goal. Yeah. The manager be rewind, play. Look at that fucking finish. Isn't that beautiful? Too bad it's on your own net. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the own goal in the uh, Newcastle Arsenal game? It's unfortunate. It's Sven Botman. Arsenal spanked the Magpies 4 yeah. 1. Sack it again. I think it's scored in five straight games now. They look good. Man, goals are alive now, Jimmy, with Arsenal, it seems. You know, remember we had those, those shows and we're saying they've got to get a number nine. They just yep. miss a number nine. And they, they probably still do, but they found a way, right? They're, they're a different looking team right now. They went away in a little break, apparently. When they had that week off, they did go yep. for a little break, as most clubs do. But they've come back and they look re energized. They do. Look, I, I, I watched that match and the way that they were playing. And just the rhythm in their game and the confidence, it was it was unbelievable. At times, they just picked Newcastle apart. Just picked them apart. Newcastle didn't have any answers. Now, we keep saying, you know, there's going to be a point when Newcastle starts spending their money and then they're going to be really competing. But, you know, I think that would be a, 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 a match that Newcastle's one are going to put behind them and, and look on to the next game because I just thought, I thought Arsenal were, were terrific all over the park just dominate them, especially in that final third. Their movement, the creativity was was just bang on. Craig, it's so easy, right, to, to look at a season in these little chunks and these narratives form over a run of games and Arsenal's no different. We looked at Arsenal, oh man, they can't score goals, you know, over like the course of about 10 games, they struggled. But that means nothing over the big picture, right? Over the course of a season, teams have dips, peaks and valleys, right? As a player, was it the same way? Were you, were you caught up in a small little group of games or were you able to look at the big picture saying, yeah, they, we'll, we'll get out of this funk? Yeah, no, no. Well, individually and and as a team, yeah. Yeah, there's always times when you're, you're fighting with your game. There's something that you're trying to battle through. And uh, same as a team, it's always, it's always like that. You always got to be prepared for it. I mean, look at a guy like David Moyes, who has generally, if you look at the whole sample size, he's done very well at West Ham. But every few months, the knives are out. They want him out. And it's not changing right now at the moment. That's where they sort of sit at the moment, too. So it's uh, it's always something you're, uh, you know, is around the corner. Yeah, Moyes is a great example of that, actually. So when, when you guys played, did you break it up the season into chunks? Like, let's get through this four or five games. I know in hockey, uh, a, a lot of coaches will break it into seven games because the playoffs are seven-game series, right? So they look at seven-game chunks. Let's try and win four of these seven games type thing for yeah. a mental thing. Is it the same kind of way in football? Yeah, we used to do it. We used to have that as well. We, we would have, like, the month schedule up. And we would sit down, especially when we were at, at Norwich, we used to do it a lot. And that was the year that we got promoted we put it up there and collectively a manager will come in and say, okay, what'd you think? Realistic targets. How many, how many points can we get? You know, we've got, you know, teams that you're playing and that are the top six and mid table, bottom table, like we're, how many points we're getting. 
and you look and say, okay, there's six games this month, and yeah, I think I think we can win four, get a two draws on the road. And those were the targets. And it was great because if you if you got it right, you come in the, on the Monday morning and it was yes, big check mark. All right, we picked up three. But it was uh we did it throughout a season a few times at different clubs, and it was just setting yourself goals and targets that, that were realistic for that month. Mm-hmm. Some managers would do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had other ones that wouldn't, they would just tell you not to look at the table or just concentrate mm-hmm. on the next match and yeah. go through the process. I mean, that whole thing, just worry about the next match. You know, we've played this one, let's move on. It sounds great, but it ain't that easy, is it? Surely it must be for certain players, perhaps who, perhaps don't care quite as much, but for most players just to forget about what happened and move on to the next one. Yeah. I can't see it. It's tough. Like it, it, look at like a team like Luton and teams like that are going to just lose sections of games, four, five, six in a row. And you just got to keep walking in and out of that dressing room and trying to pick up three points the next week. And it's like, okay, do it again next week. Keep going. Yeah, You can't stop going because – your goal for a team like that is to finish 17th and potentially you can do it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, you can't have that mentality where you, you know, you, you capitulate and think, okay, that's it. It's over. You've got to keep going through you and you've got to understand where you are as a club and a team. You, you're not competing against those, the, the, the bigger clubs because financially you can't. Um, and you were going into that season going, we're the underdogs. It's us against them. You know, let's let's try to just continue to pick up points, upset teams, and when you do upset those bigger teams, it's it's a it's like them winning a championship because it's three points that are so important for you, and it's only small margins that's going to keep you uh, keep you uh, in that in that top flight. And I think Luton can do it. I, I genuinely do. It'd be interesting to see what what happens come the end of the season. And then Ross Barkley as well has been linked with Man U. <laughs> I know he's having a renaissance. Talk about yeah. comeback player of the year. Let's talk about him getting on the uh, the plane of Germany. Yeah. At least having a look, a close look at him. He's played that well for Luton so far this mm. season. It's crazy. He's been very, yeah. very good. It's interesting, though, like playing for a big, big, successful club and then the smaller clubs. It's a different mentality entirely, like you just said there. Pep was asked about that, that this past weekend. They beat Bournemouth just 1 0, right? They weren't great, but they found a way. He says, um, so when people say you play in the same conditions in the Premier League, no, no, we don't have the same equality. We have much more games than the rest to play. And this is a tough place to come. They're a fantastic team. They won 3-0 at Old Trafford. We demand too much of our players, but they respond. I know people say they earn a lot of money, but the schedule is too much, honestly. But business must go on, and it surprises me every time how we are still there. They have an incredible character, and are so competitive, even when they are tired, they give extra. Mm-hmm. He's backing his players there, right? He's also whining a little bit because, yeah, obviously there's a lot of games, but his squad compared to Luton, for example, I mean, Pep, or it's, it's not all bad. Or Bournemouth, yeah, in this case, right? <laughs> but he makes valid points there, I think, though. I mean, it's, it's his players, that mental strength for them to, to win what, how many is it now under Pep? five prems or whatever it is, a treble last year, all those games, and still to be very much in the hunt for all these trophies this year, I think it's extremely impressive. Really impressive. It's one thing to have the talent. It's another thing to have that hunger to keep doing it week in, week out. Yeah. 
who's that? No, it's not a time. Oh, it's it's got to be. It's. I don't know who it is. Time for a treat. It was, it was like serve the I budgie, get the budgie fed in its cage. You know, going back to what, what you were saying there, Shams, like for me, yeah, you get what Pep's saying, but Pep's squad is is ridiculous. The amount of players that they have, the quality of players that they have, they've got their starting eleven. And then 12 to say 24, every single one of those players could play in any other team in the Premier League. Whereas you got a, a Bournemouth or a Luton, you've got those 11 players that you're relying pretty much on week in and week out. And then from their 12 to 24, they're not really going to many other clubs, are they? They're scraping the barrel. So he's he's really got a squad there of players. His whole squad are fantastic, remarkable players that he can change his squad. Yeah, he's got Champions League and and all this, and he's got a lot more games, but he's got the quality that he can change his squad, whereas a Luton can't rely a lot of the time on their on their bench or other players within their squad to get them results. So they have to rely on the players that they have, maybe maybe 1, one to 14 that they're really focusing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at the bench for uh, for City. Right, this this past weekend, um, Carl Walker, Complain. Jack Grealish, anywhere, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, anywhere, Julian Alvarez, anywhere, Jeremy <laughs> Doku. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is the bench. Oh my god, it's the bench. Not, I mean, it's not. We're not, you know, breaking news here. We, everyone knows this. It's just, it's just. I think now and again, important to remind ourselves just how deep that team is. And but, then, even even if you read the healthy scratches, <laughs> you'd be gone. You can play exactly. anywhere. Not good enough to make the uh, the match day squad here, yeah. yeah. But I mean, listen, Pep at the same time has the ability to, to and the great managers to to keep these massive egos. And no matter you can't deny a player's right to have a massive ego when you're that good. You have to have, but he balances it right. Could Rob Edwards? I mean, do, okay, let's fast forward five years. Rob Edwards is doing such a great job at Luton, right? A, a legitimate good young manager. Um, Craig, is there a step up where he he could? manage a team like man city do you think do you foresee that it's too early to tell isn't it Is it's pretty early to tell yeah. yeah obviously a very very good coach and you'll get his opportunity one day but i think we talked about this with brentford and their manager and clubs going after them sometimes you're you're better off just sticking where you are for a while mm-hmm a lot of people don't, are out there, such as McKenna as well. Don't jump too yeah. soon. Yeah, don't jump too soon. You, yeah. So, but Ipswich, McKenna. But McKenna, I mean, he wants Premier League football at this point, right? You would think, and it's a good chance he'll get it. Well, with Ipswich or just just generally? It, well, Ipswich. I mean, I know they've had a bit of a slump more recently, right? But they're in contention. Yeah. They are in contention. They're solid in the playoff spot. They could have used uh, Leicester beating Leeds because Leicester are going to win the division, in my opinion. Yeah. Leicester lost to Leeds? Yeah. Did they? Well, yeah. I haven't even looked at the, uh, the championship table for a while. Yeah, there's Let's parachute, right now, parachute teams all around Ipswich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of money, a lot of money in and around those teams with parachutes here compared to Ipswich, who's 
I don't know if their wage bill is, I don't know, like something 20 million or something. Right now, so uh, let's see here. So Leicester is in first place, 78 points, six up on Leeds. In second, who are tied with Ipswich. Of course, the top two get automatic promotion. Southampton's playing very good as well. I think they may have dropped points this weekend. But yeah. West Brom, Hull, even Norwich, Jimmy, yeah. on, on the periphery of that that playoff spot. Apologies, guys. My floor guys just showed up. So I've been running back and forth because they didn't tell me they were going to show up. Did we talk about Everton? Did you see that, Charms? Check on your phone. Everton's uh, points for the unfair play has gone from 10 points to six points. So that changes. We're talking about relegation and promotion. That changes everything. Like that extra four points. It's huge. Oh, my God. So it says uh, exclusive Everton points deduction for breach of Premier League profitability and sustainability rules. Reduced from 10 points to six after independent uh, review. So that, I believe, busts Everton up to 15th place now on 25 points. Is this up? Assuming the, the table I'm seeing now is updated, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. So they're five points clear. Now, that being said, they're also on the hook for more charges, though, right? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Are they really? What? I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Forest, too. But this is for drug dealing. That that's what those yes. charges are. <laughs> Different charges. Cocaine yeah. and heroin importation export. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean that listen, four points is enormous. But if they get another ten from the next charges, oh man, what a mess. What a mess at the bottom there. Just try and you know what? Each game at a time, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't imagine, worry about Daiji, Daiji and the staff. They're like, yes, we're all right, perfect. Two days later, yeah, another six points deducted. <laughs> so, um, Sean, we've got good news and some bad news. Uh, the good news is uh, we've had our, our point deduction reduced to six points. That's fucking great. Oh, that's amazing. But the bad news, <laughs> next Monday we find out about the next charges. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. They're going to move up and down the table quicker than anybody else without even playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, we're 20th. Oh, we're 17th. Oh, no. They're like in an elevator with a five-year-old. Yeah. Hang all the buttons. Up, down, up, down, up, down. That's got to be tough, eh? To deal with, like, to to play in those conditions. Like, you just don't know what's coming next. No. No. But I guess you got to take it, take the good news when it comes, because that's a massive four points for them right now. If there's no more deductions, they drew this weekend, by the way, didn't they? Um, United lost to Fulham. Ugh. I guess they are shit, Jimmy. You're right. Oh man, unbelievable! What a what match! Ninety ninety sixth minute, something oh. like that. Yeah, it will be lovely yeah. goal too. Yeah, Fulham Fulham ended up scoring what was in the 65th minute up 1-0 and they were holding on for dear life. Man U was just throwing everything at them. But the kitchen sink. You know, it was just wave after attack after attack and Maguire finds himself up in the box. They were just throwing everybody up there and he ends up sneaking one in the 89th minute. The crowd get into it. <laughs> they're pushing on and you're thinking, "Oh, I tell you what, Fulham could Fulham could break here. They've got everybody back defending. And then the 97th minute, <laughs> Fulham break forward and punish them and end up walking away. 2-1 winners. Oh. What, a, what a match. It was It was actually really enjoyable. You know, I was going back and forth between the Forest match and the Man U match. 
and you're just looking and it's like what I said before, you know, with this Man United squad, with it, with where they want to be and the teams that are in front of them, you know, what is it? Arsenal scoring 62 goals and all the teams scoring 55 goals, 61 goals. Man United's only scored 38 goals. They're struggling big time to finish. So if you're not scoring your goals, you're not picking up the points, you're not winning your matches. You know, and that's where that's where they're struggling right now. They just can't find the back of the net. It's well, funny. That's... It's funny, Jimmy. You were talking about channel surfing, and I just want to give props to our friends at Fubo because I channel surfed. I caught that goal and then surfed over to another match, and there was no commercial. Now I was on DAZN trying to do the same thing during Champions League, and they you can't channel surf because they drop in a thirty second ad at the beginning of when you're trying to channel surf. And I'm like, well, there's a point. I want to jump back and forth. So DAZN, this is a fair critique from an old company man, <laughs> freelancer. But <laughs> stop doing that. You can, anyway. On that, geez, on that note, it's time now for a commercial break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> well, that was, um, I was good at home. Was that irony? No, that was uh, Synergy. Synergy, was it? Yes. Yeah. It was. Bank account? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that Fulham, though, I mean, they were missing Polinio and Willian and Jimenez to start that match. I mean, it wasn't full-strength Fulham, who I don't know what they are this year. They look great one week, and then they look terrible the next week. But a uh, big win for them. Um, Villa smashed Forest 4-2. Yeah. Villa looked look back, looked look very good in that one. Ollie Watkins, man, uh, is he the – is it fair to say the breakout player of the season? He was good last year. Yeah. But he's been outstanding assists and goals this year. So yeah. if this is the thing with an Ollie Watkins, all of a sudden he obviously is on the top tier Premier League radar. But is he how long like does this guy is he already his future is made like an Ivan Tony having a great year with Brentford last year or the last two years? Is this guy because he's put put in his work with Villa, is he now gone? Like it's basically a, a given that he'll be no, gone somewhere I th- else? I think they're big enough to hang on to him a little bit longer. Right? Villa's a... I mean, Villa's underrated, I think, in Canada, Craig. They're a massive club. They're not, obviously, Liverpool, um, you know, Chelsea, United, just from a success standpoint, money standpoint. Mm-hmm. But they're a, they're a big club with prestige. Very well-supported club. Yeah. But somebody came along with an 80 million pound offer. 
I guess Grealish left, right, for the same kind of situation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if you're Ollie Watkins, he's in a nice situation. He wants, he probably wants Champions League football at some point, and they might get it this year. It might depend on that winger. If they can get Europe, I think they're going to get European football in some regard. But he's young enough that I think he he stays there a little bit longer and then waits that that move because he's going to be good enough for that big big jump at some point. So what you're saying is, if they get Europa, it doesn't matter what level. Just if they get Europa or who knows, I can't get in the guy's say I don't know. Europa would be a step up for him. Right. Yeah. I think he's going to want Champions League football. That's yeah. what most players do. And you're right, Charms. I don't think people realize just how big of a club Aston Villa is. Aston Villa is a monster of a club. Really, really big club. And the football that they're playing, the brand is, for me, it's one of the best. I, I really enjoy watching them play. You know, and with Watkins, I mean, look, you can just see the the confidence that he has in his play. I mean, four minutes into the match, they're already 1-0 up. You know, it's a, a match, especially first half, that they just dominated. They were cruising, you know, and they've got players that just seem to be expressing themselves and playing a great brand of football. And it's very, very difficult, you know, as a manager to get a team uh, so disciplined, yet still so creative and play with so much confidence. And he's done a remarkable job with 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 Villa. I mean, look, Villa was up through, was it 3-0 three, three in the 45th minute, then Forrest ended up grabbing a goal. And then maybe about 20 minutes in the second half, Forrest started getting on the front foot. Gibbs White ends up scoring a goal, you know, brings it back. And then, you know, Bailey was absolutely on fire for me. What a player he is. You know, we watched him in, in playing for Jamaica against Canada. And, you know, he, he wasn't even a fraction of what, he was, what he's playing right now at uh, Aston Villa. He is some player, by the way. And he was just terrorizing down that right flank, making it miserable for the for Forrest. And, you know, with his performance, he was rewarded um, in the second half as well. And, you know, in the end, Villa was comfortable winners 4-2 over Forrest in that match. And you can see why, you know, as a team that they're in the position that they are and fight for a Champions League spots because they, they are playing a terrific brand of football and, they can score goals. What are they have 56 goals now? You're sitting at fourth mm-hmm. place Champions League spot. They're just oozing with confidence. Douglas Louise is proper footballer too, isn't he? Oh, what, too. A, what a player. What a player. Yeah. 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 No, they're they're legit. They had a little bit of a wobble recently, but they're back in there. Um, hey, we had we had a teammate fight in Wolves against Sheffield United. Jack Robinson and Vinny Souza getting into it on the pitch there for, for the Blades. Good to see you now and again, eh, Wonga? When are we enjoy that? Oh, it was so much fun seeing the guys with the stripes just pushing at each other. And then there's the peacemaker. I didn't see who the peacemaker was, but he like he was the most, you know, they come in trying to create peace, but they grabbing one guy and pushing the other one away. And it's already over by the time he's doing it. But now he has to like make a point of kind of giving the guy shit a little bit. It was great to see. We've all been a peacemaker, right? You know, when your buddies get into it and they're, they're yeah. friends. I get so angry. So you saw that, like, they were pissed off, like, for fuck's sakes, boys. This is embarrassing. Grabbing them, yanking them away, like, Jesus. (laughs) Great for us to watch, but as a teammate, it must drive you crazy. Or do you just laugh? I don't know. You tell me. Jimmy, you were involved in it once. You were one of those artists. Yeah, of course, because, you know, it's it's frustration. You know, it's it's what's at stake. You know, you... You need to win games. You want that win bonus. You know, there's there's a lot to play for in these games, and there's a lot of motion, a lot of testosterone. 
You know, when things aren't going well, the fans are on you and you're, you're giving the ball away. Players start having a little pop at each other, you know, and, and for me, it's at times it's because you fucking care. You care and you're demanding the best out of one another. And when things aren't going right, you're getting called out. And yeah, it might look bad at times, but you know, for, for me, if I'm a manager, I'll be like, yeah, okay. It's not the right thing to do, but at least I can see you got a little bit of fight in your belly. Right. Yeah. Holding each other accountable. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So Charms, uh, do you think uh, Jimmy or Craig listened to a podcast today? (laughs) (laughs) Holding them accountable. (laughs) Craig, when you go and take your 60 minute shower, just put on a couple shows. By the time you get in there, you know, go for a walk. Listen to footy prime. Jimmy? They keep, us, they keep asking us to listen for us. They must not be thinking much of us at the moment here. No, no, it's great. I'm very, we're, 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 we're very satisfied. But there must be something going on here that they've, uh, they've, they're pointing out. They're just not saying it. They're just telling us to go listen. Well, well, yeah, there's, there's something they they must notice. Well, yeah, I need to. I, we need to update you guys, Sharma. You're going to say something, but I need to update you on uh, the top three things you shouldn't do at a at for a professional uh to work in a professional situation and the first is don't over there was a business insider i'm using their uh i'm using what they're talking about and they say don't overshare so that's uh one of the things that they say and i was thinking we know way too much about each other mm, we do from you know that that craig and his dishwasher jimmy you know jimmy owns part of the moon Charms is unsatisfactory <laughs> in the bedroom with his wife. Um, there's, <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> How drunk was I on Thursday? <laughs> well, this is the, that leads me to number two. What Business Insider says it says, uh, "Don't overstay and drink." <laughs> that was number two, and the third one, and this is problem problematic. And I've told you guys about this. Don't be too humble. Who knew? I knew the first two. Don't overshare. It's like gossiping about yourself. Don't stay and drink too much. It changes the dynamic. But number three is don't be too humble. Tell people what you want. Tell people what we need from them. People like straightforward context. And that's what you have to do. So there are your three tips from Business Insider uh, from an HR professional. That's why we fired Dubs, right? She's too humble. Oh, my God. Way too humble. Not talented at all. She's so untalented. She is hammered as well. Hammered. (laughs) Remember her monkey? Remember her chimpanzee? I've got video. I have video. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was a very good monkey. Remember I was leading her down? I felt like, uh, you know, Curious George and the man in the yellow hat. (laughs) I'm the man in the yellow skin walking with Curious George. No, she was more orangutan because they're ginger, right? Oh, I love orangutans. Me too. They're my favorite monkeys. Orangutan. They have the highest uh, human DNA, I believe, is the orangutan. I believe. Yeah, they're my favorite. Even more than the chimp. Well, chimps have those, like, they've got, chimps have the red mist in them, right? They literally go a little berserk and eat faces sometimes. Chimps aim for the face and the genitalia when they attack. I, I can't believe Bubbles Sorry. never went after Michael Jackson. Or maybe he did. Maybe that and that's why Michael needed all the face work. It, it was a Bubbles incident. It was I the like Bubbles the, and like he didn't want to admit it. The orangutan looks like the, the Buddhas of the jungle. Yeah, they, they do. are. The big belly. You're right. Yeah. Very wise. I like them. Yeah. 
Oh, and JC's got actually uh, an orangutan sitting in a tub. As an a tattoo, orangutan you... in a tub <laughs> on my arm. Uh, uh, no, J- Jimmy, I'll say, JC, is that a monkey in a bath or something? And like, no, that's a Buddha on my arm. Wasn't yeah. that a conversation? Mighty yeah. hairy hands you have. <laughs> and feet. Yeah, Look, just like hands. I have hairy palms. Um, <laughs> we should get to some TFC and Montreal very briefly. Of course, we have our MLS pods later this week. Three questions for Montreal and TFC and MLS and Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver, of course, didn't play this weekend, but TFC uh, drew the Supporter Shield winners, Cincinnati nil-nil. Um, Craig, a, a pretty decent showing, both going forward and defensively. It, it looked like a very different beast compared to what we saw week in and week out last season. Yeah, I think if if the supporters are looking for uh, something positive, they got it. It, it. I think we clearly see that this team is going to be a different animal than last year. Um, the addition of Richie Larea, I think, is excellent. Yeah. On both sides of the field, they were threatening. They defended well. Sean Johnson, probably the best match he's played as a... Fuck me. What the fuck? That was Brennan. Of course it was. <laughs> Keep going, Craig. Yeah, no, Sean Johnson, best performance he's he's had, I think, in the Toronto SC jersey. Uh, he was excellent. Um, yeah, and they weathered a bit of the storm. They looked tired at the end, but they put in a real shift. And you look at the squad, and you you got to say that I don't know. A lot of the pundits were putting TFC right down there near, near the bottom because it's probably the last three years. But <laughs> and <laughs> but it, I honestly think that they've. Uh, you look at that side; they're going to be difficult to beat. Well, I mean, this time last year, we're given our preseason predictions for TFC. Right, now. a lot of people had them being very strong and a deep cup run, right? And it's pretty much the same team this year. Very similar, anyway. Yeah, there's some new faces. Um, but it's it's relatively similar, Jimmy. Yeah. So perhaps us writing off TFC so soon was just that too soon. Well, it's still early. Charms is still a f- the first match of the season, right? Mm. Um, you didn't write them off. I did. Well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did. But I, I thought they, I thought they looked a, a lot, awful lot better. They looked more organized. You know, they did have little spells there where they did look a little bit fatigued at times, like especially towards the end of the match. There, you see a couple of players dropping. You hope Larea doesn't have a, a an injury that's going to be keep him out for for a while. Um, whether they they rode him a little bit too long, I thought maybe after the 60th minute or so, maybe even before they would have taken Richie off. Um, he looked good though, Jimmy. Though, yeah, he looked great. He looked great. He was involved. And Richie, Richie's the type of player he's got to play on the edge. And I thought he was playing on the edge that, in that match. You know, he wants to be aggressive all the time, and you know, and, and getting in people's faces, which was, uh, you know, good to see Richie back to his his old old ways. And um, I thought Long Long was good in the back with O'Neill. You know, they they look good. Sean Johnson for me was was a man of the match. He kept them in. He kept them in the game. He had some terrific saves. He was coming out big, brave. Um, and I one player that I did really like, and I thought I had a, had a hell of a game was Flores. I oh, like yeah. so, the park. Yeah, so he's aggressive, that, isn't he? A little bit of bite. He covers a lot of ground. He was tracking runners, and I uh, I genuinely like him. You know, so I'll, I'll be for sure keeping an eye on that on him for for this season because. Uh, He's a he's an impact signing for me. I, I, really- I you know I love Jimmy. I loved Ozo in the first minute of the game, just getting stuck in there. 
Yeah. And as as captain, it was it was extremely late tackle. <laughs> he got yeah. a yellow card for it, but I liked it. You know, yeah. they, they have to change the the way they're perceived by their opponents because they rolled over last season too much last year, right? And just uh, I think uh, the captain getting stuck in early on. Some people might criticize that. I like it myself. It's just, yeah, you know, it's just yeah, we're, we're a different animal. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we'll, we'll get into more TFC, obviously, on uh, TFC Three Questions, which we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, Dubs, um, I asked her for a quick uh, synopsis of Montreal, who also drew nil nil this weekend. Um, lively, engaged side right from the start as they began the match, creating a flurry of chances and played intentional football. New signings, Kakaro and Yankov. We're influential the first half, but then Orlando pushed back in the second. Positive first game, lots to build on. And for a team that opens the season with six away matches, they claimed the point crucial. That's from our, our dearest dubs, uh, giving us a little rundown on her thoughts on Montreal. She'll be talking to uh, uh, Olivier Brett tomorrow for Montreal. Three questions. Amazing. And even more than that, we now fa- found our f- new favorite player for Montreal. Yes. The good old Yankoff. Mm-hmm. So that guy f- slides right into footy prime with the hairy palms. I just want to see Dubs get by a whole season using using Yankov's name without being juvenile and immature. In, in French and in English. Dubs yes. is just too talented. She was odd guessing it this weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Killing it with Patrice Bernier in French. Then she's on the English. Oh, my God. She's, she's ubiquitous, that lady. By the way, did you notice she wore the same shirt for three pods last week? <laughs> <laughs> And she's the only one who would notice, though, right? Like, guys don't notice that. No. I no didn't even think of mentioning that because I didn't notice. It, it genuinely stressed her. Yeah. Anyway, that's dubs for us. Um, Got to move. Oh, Messi scored uh, late, late last night. It's Miami drew. Did you see? You did see. I know it was on the dark web. Um, The Ronaldo gestures. Oh, what a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, just look it up. Maybe we'll try and put it on the blog if we can. That's an idea. Yeah, let's do That's that. Blogs for right. Yep. Get it on the blog. Um, let's give that a whirl. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite amusing. I, I, he must hear the worst chance his whole career. I don't know why this particularly set him off. Well, because it's about Messi. Yeah, but he must hear that Rival. every game, though, doesn't he? You would think. If you're the best player in the world, you don't care. You really like. You shouldn't care about this stuff. You shouldn't care. No. And, and the fact that he worries about it all the time or reacts to it, it's it's that's puerile. That's childish. Yeah. Although the the gesture, I, it was a it was a long stroke. Good for <laughs> him. Man. Really long <laughs> yeah. If it, if it was a metaphor, he's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like John he's Holmes. Fucking, he's fucking Look around man. corners. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's in another room. <laughs> did they? Uh, did, did, did El Nassau win or lose? I, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. No. No. Women's uh, Gold Cup, Canada, yep. four zip. Won again through to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Not a lot of resistance there from Paraguay. No. 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 Yeah, I'm curious about this Gold Cup, actually. Just, you know, what is the depth of football and women's game in, in this region? We know who are good. We know Canada's good. We know uh, the states are obviously good. We know Mexico's decent, but like we want to see the next tier down. How how they are? Um, Brazil. Well, I mean, it's got the South American teams too, right? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be some great matches, at least in the in the when it gets down to the eights, right? You know, you're going to get some good matches with the final eight teams, the knockout yeah. round. 
We'll let Dubs uh, get a little bit deeper on that, perhaps, in the next podcast. Broadcast in uh, next week. Next week, Every right? two weeks. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we've decided every two weeks for the yeah. broadcast going forward. All right. There's a lot of podcasts. We did so many last week, a lot again this week, but we'll get a little bit more uh, organized, drop them at different times. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But uh, thank you for listening, though. They've been putting in some pretty good numbers, right, Wonga? Yeah, exactly. We uh, Our TFC did uh, was, was the highest ranked MLS three questions uh or sorry box to box was number two and then uh we've got a break into quebec still that's on the yep. bottom rung right now we'll get there i mean i understand yeah. why we don't haven't touched much montreal over the, the years right exactly that's why we're doing it um it's also a Concacaf champions cup week yeah cavalry down three now they're playing uh is it tomorrow or wednesday i think they're i think they're wednesday let me check yeah, wednesday yeah. yeah and also an fa cup week this week as well. Midweek games in the FA Cup, which I don't like. I'm a purist. I'm what does that mean, a purist? It's supposed to be weekends only? Yeah. I think Saturdays? Yeah. I understand there's so much football. you got to cram it in somehow, right? But yeah. anyway, that's just my old man shaking his fist at a cloud moment mm. there. Um, anything else you want to get to? Uh, just our commu- our first community bet award. Or, I mean, so community bet. Arsenal won. So it would be, uh, I don't know if you have the uh, the tickets for our bet. I'm looking so up right now. Bet, community bet. Arsenal won, so thank you, everybody. We still have to pick our charity, uh, but I think our Footy Prime Supporters Club is going to help us with that. Um, We're going to choose our favorite disease. Yes, favorite disease. I think think it needs a charity, too, though, attached to it. Yeah. I don't know if you can just give to syphilis. Most diseases have a charity. <laughs> a they, they must, is there a syphilis disease? Is that, is that your favorite one? <laughs> That's what you were saying. You said <laughs> syphilis, gonorrhea, and there was uh, type 2 diabetes. Was this right. one? God, mm-hmm. why do I remember that? Was I? Did you have them all? <laughs> <laughs> Struggle through them all, Wunger. Yeah. Woo, well, invested in penicillin. <laughs> things, well, God, you know, penicillin. that's the thing. Okay, so our Arsenal, yeah, we won that one, as you mentioned there. Um, that paid us uh, $6.95. There you go. From a $5 bet. Yeah, so we made a dollar ninety five, right? Is that what yeah. it's saying? We changed the world. Going to change the world for the charity. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is. We lost uh, the others, by the way. Um, obviously, I did not put in the supporters clubs because I forgot. Remember, that's a whole Thursday summit. There was a lot going on incidents. in terms. Was, you're, you're, but we, uh, we lost in our, our parlay. We got four out of six. Oh, good. I'm not the only one with my Philadelphia Union pick. No. Who you was weren't. the other? You weren't. Um, I'm it's got to be United here. and Fulham, right? Someone picked United. I'm trying to see here. Um, okay, so we won the Wolves bet. That was, I think that was JC, wasn't it? Yep. yep. We lost Cruz Azul, Jimmy. We lost oh, Cruz Azul. Jimmy. And but- Philly. We won Columbus Crew. We won Man City, and we won Bayern Munich. Jimmy, it's you and me in the shit jar for the uh, for the week until yeah. we make a, make amends. Yep, yeah. But uh, you TonyBet.ca, um, get back on there. As mentioned, a big week, a big week for Canadian teams and in the FA Cup as well. And uh, FootballTV.com slash Footy Prime. Sign up. It's a busy one. Busy time of year. Uh, that's about it, right? Anything else? Yeah, just a reminder, three questions with all the MLS clubs this week dropping and our MLS box to box. We'll have another one of those. So along with our This Just In foundational and news and dubs, adding those four consistently to the uh, podcast schedule. 
All right. Excellent. Well, hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Uh, we're back probably tomorrow. Some of us will be with the MLS Box to Box. And, of course, Montreal, three questions. Wednesday, I believe, is TFC and Vancouver. And uh, Wednesday, of course, the foundational show as well. So uh, until then, cheers for listening. Bye. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. And visit wearefootyprime.com and sign up for our newsletter. Good pod. Well done, lads. Good show, lads. Good show. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.